Hear the Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to John. Glory to you, O Lord. The Good Shepherd and His Sheep. Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheepfold by the gate but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him and the sheep listens to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger... In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Thank you. Thank you. So, loving God, thank you for uh, this image which you have given us. Um, of the Good Shepherd. Help us to think about what it means for our lives today. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, So voices are interesting, aren't they? Uh, They're surprisingly unique. In fact, in our earlier service, we were talking about that, how it's, they're, they're almost like a fingerprint. I mean, I know we have people who can mimic voices, you know, our, uh, those, uh, people who make a living uh, from mimicking our politicians or, or whatever. But really, our voices are pretty much unique. Um, if we're using our own voice, there is no one who has a voice like you or I. Uh, so I thought we would try and see um, if we could uh, do a quiz uh, thinking about voices. So I have some sound clips Um, And I'm hoping that at least one person in here is going to recognize um, each voice. Uh, They're from from actors, people in films, and I've chosen people that I think some of you might know. So we'll see how this goes. Okay, so are you going to listen really well? Um, And um, shall we have our first clip? I suddenly remembered my Charlemagne. Let my armies be the rocks and the trees and the birds in the sky. (laughs) Okay, there's a few people over here who are like instantly knew who that was. Put your hand up if you know who that is. Okay, those who know, do you want to shout it out for everyone else? Sean Connery. Sean Connery, it's that sure. I recognize that. I have that myself, I think. But he's very distinctive. Sean Connery, in fact, known for no matter which uh, part he is playing, that is the accent in which he will do it, even if he's a Russian submarine commander or um, the best-known English spy uh, in the world. Um, Wonderful Sean Connery. Okay. Uh, this This one might be a little bit harder. I think what this There's a monster in your chest. Okay, should we play that one again? There's a monster in your 
chest. <laughs> That's a bit loud. Did anyone hear that? Can you play it one more time? There's a monster in your chest. Does anyone know who that was? Um, okay. Do you know Sue? Sigourney Weaver. Well done. That was a bit. Now, did it help what she said? That, that puts it in context. So it's not always just the voice. It's what they're saying, which helps you. Um, okay, now this, this last one, I'm not sure. That this may be easier for you. I recognize this voice very quickly because of the types of films that I particularly like to watch. So can we have the next one? No, it's not working for us. Oh, what a shame. Well, if, if, if it comes back, we'll, we'll play that one. That, that, was, that was my favorite one. Okay, fine. No problem. No problem. So... You get the idea. There are voices that you just know. You just know, uh, even without seeing the person. You know, so I know when, uh, you know, when Quinton calls me on the phone, I don't have to have the picture that pops up on my phone to let me know when I uh, hear his voice that it's him. The same with my children, my parents, people we know really well. Um, we can identify their voice without even, even seeing them. Why are voices so unique? Like I said, you know, it's something to do with the tone, like the shape of the voice, uh, the timbre, the tone, the, but also the things that is said um, by that voice. In some of those clips, as I said, the, what the voice was saying located the person that it belonged to. Um, in our text this morning from John, we begin to be introduced to that very famous image of Jesus, the good shepherd. But sometimes, so we're kind of used to that image. We, you know, a lot of us are very familiar with Psalm 23 and it comes around on the church calendar. But sometimes these images can be a little bit too familiar um, and perhaps we switch off a little bit um, from what they are trying to tell us. They can be doubly um, unhelpful when the written images conjure up pictures in our mind which are quite different to the images that would actually have been conjured up in the minds of first century uh, Middle Eastern people when Jesus was telling this story. Uh, so can we have our first image No, not that one. <laughs> the other one. That's our second image. <laughs> we got the other one. Brilliant. Thank you. Okay, so I think, although you're aware now what's coming next, that, uh, that this is sort of the image of a shepherd and the sheep uh, that comes to our mind in... Uh, in Britain, when we think of a shepherd, we have nice, white, fluffy sheep. Sometimes they're black sheep. They might be some different colors, but this is, in general, uh, what we think about. Uh, we have someone, it, it's probably quite green. Um, it may be rainy. Here, it's not too rainy. Um, but this is the image that we have now. Um, compared with our next image which would have been more what Jesus was talking about. 
The sheep are kind of coarse-haired. Uh, they're all different colors. They're actually quite difficult to tell the difference between sheep and goats um, in this setting, which keys into another story that Jesus told about sheep and goats, but that's for another day. Um, the fields are, well, they might sometimes be green, but they're not that green. Sometimes the terrain is quite difficult. Uh, where the patches of food are are quite sparse. Um, and the, the sheep here will be used to quite rocky terrain, perhaps going up some kind of more mountainous, mountainous or hilly areas um, with the shepherd. And the shepherd's job in this setting um, is to look after the sheep, whatever might befall them, um, and to fight off with his stick wild animals um, that might attack the sheep Um, That was part of the life of that area at that time. The shepherd in this picture doesn't um, stand at the back of the sheep, um, sort of driving them on, perhaps using a dog, um, as we're used to seeing. There used to be a sort of um, sheep trials program on telly, didn't there? One man and his dog or something like that. We're very used to that image of the, the sheepdog um, getting all the sheep into the fold. That's not what it was like here. The, the shepherd, um, in this instance, stands at the front of the flock of sheep. Um, and the sheep follow the shepherd um, because they know the shepherd's voice. They know the distinctive voice of their particular shepherd. They trust their shepherd Um, And their shepherd's voice means to them safety. It means food because the shepherd knows where to go for them to be able to access these green pastures. Um, And there's a a certain amount of um, trust so that the sheep are going to follow their particular shepherd. They won't follow the voice of another shepherd because they don't trust that shepherd. This shepherd, at night, will bring the sheep into the sheepfold um, and then, quite literally, will become the gate of that sheepfold. So the shepherd will lie down in front of the gate so that both the sheep don't wander away um, and that intruders or wildlife cannot get into the fold, certainly without him knowing anything about it. So this is the image that Jesus turns to as he tries to tell people who he is. This is the quite um, disturbing and unusual image that he's trying to get them to understand when he's saying, this is what I am like. All around him, people are beginning at this point in John's gospel to to wonder who this person is. And this is the image that he draws upon. He doesn't tell them a story about a king. He doesn't tell them a story um, about um, a, a ruler like Caesar, because they're used to those images. You know, the people of God had kings that ruled them. 
Um, or they understood the, ter- the idea of the Pharaoh from the Old Testament. And in the New Testament, they understood what it meant to be ruled by Caesar um, or the Herods. But Jesus picks up on this image of the shepherd. And this is the good shepherd, an unusual image as well in their, uh, in their area, where shepherds would have been um, those who were on the fringes of society, traveler-type uh, people. This is the good shepherd, the one who is known by the sheep and who knows his sheep. And a shepherd who protects his sheep at all costs. Jesus is explaining that this is what it means to be the kind of king that comes from God. This is the way that the kings of the Old Testament should have um, done their kingship. And some of them did and some of them didn't. Of course, um, their great king that they always talk about, King David, was a shepherd. Uh, This had meaning. It's often easy to follow those whose power is evident, who show that they have what it takes to be a leader. Jesus asks us to follow him because we know him, we recognize his voice, And to know him is to trust him. And because we trust him, we will follow him wherever he goes. Because he knows the places where the food is. And he knows uh, the right path. Even if that path may seem to us up a fairly rocky mountain. To go to those places with Jesus means that we have to be sure that we know it's Jesus' voice that we're hearing and not the voice of the thief who comes in the night. So our job as sheep um, is not to protect ourselves, not to try to defend ourselves but simply to follow the shepherd. And our job, therefore, as being sheep-like disciples, is to make sure that we know the shepherd's voice when we hear it. The only way to do this is to spend time in God's presence, to listen to God So that when God calls us, sometimes at unexpected moments, we are ready and clear about following that voice. We need to learn how to know that it's God's voice that is calling us. All those things that we know, reading the Bible... Uh, praying are what help us to understand which voice is God's. But also, the actual walking the way of the path, uh, following God, and perhaps 
ending up in ditches and hedges, making a mistake, because the only way we're going to learn is if we think, I think that's God's voice, I'm going to follow that, and then we might find, I've made a mistake here. But that is the only way we're going to learn. And of course, there's that other great story of the the shepherd and the sheep that we know, and which is on your tables, which is about the shepherd who goes and finds the sheep who has found themselves in a ditch or in a hedge. So we have these two stories, the one which challenges us to know the voice of the shepherd so that we can follow the right way and we can uh, live our lives following Jesus. And we have the, the comfort to know that when we're trying to do that, and if we get it wrong and end up in a ditch or in a thorn bush or whatever, that we have a shepherd who's going to come and find us. But in both those stories, we have to go. We have to walk the path. We have to try to follow uh, the voice of God. So may you listen carefully for God's voice. Learn to know it when you hear it. And follow God faithfully wherever God leads you. Amen.